Hello and welcome to the Should I Go See It podcast. I'm your host, Bill George. With me, as always, is AJ Rebecca. Big night tonight, Bill. Big night. It's what we live every moment of our lives for. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> welcome to this very special bonus episode of the Should I Go See It podcast, where we will be discussing the 90th annual Academy Awards. 90 years. Tonight is Oscar night. It is. And we have already sort of talked a lot about our picks for best picture. We did a uh, favorite movies of the year episode. So if you haven't heard that, jump back and check it out. Yeah. But there's a lot more to the Oscars than just best picture. A lot of buzz, a lot of scandal, a lot Whoa. of uh, just just stuff going around. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Let's start with the ceremony itself. What, 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 what do we want to talk about? So it's being uh, hosted or emceed this year by Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Um, Your kind thoughts? Of, kind of a fan, not really a fan. I understand he's a, he, he is a big, big proponent of comedians being things other than comedians, which I get, mm-hmm. right? If you have the stage and you have a presence and do what you want to do. His son's been sick recently. Sure. He's been lobbying for um, universal health care and, and, and stuff like that. And yeah. I think that's great. Uh, here's the thing, though is I like my entertainment. Like when I go to a cinema, like, yes, there's going to be things that you see on screen that like are going to relate to real life. But like I go to the movies to escape and like kind of have a little bit of a break. Uh-huh. But with like Jimmy Kimmel and the Me Too movement, like I feel like it's going to be really heavy this year. Yeah. And and while it's great and it's a platform, I'm wary that it's just going to be way too, way too on the nose and way too forward with that. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about that too. I was going to ask you uh, what the over under is on how many like Harvey Weinstein jokes we're going to get. Funny you talk about over and under because I have all the bets up from uh, Bavada and the Golden Dragon Social Club here oh, yeah. in Chinatown. So we can go through that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, yeah. It, I think it is going to be uh, very focused uh, in the in the humor on the the very hot topics of of right now. Uh, which of- may or may not work. I mean, we'll see uh, how he does. I'm also curious. I'm always curious how involved the host is there are some years where you see the host regularly and it feels like they truly are a host and mm-hmm. then there are some years where they do an opening monologue and then you basically never see them yeah, that's it. again done. so i'm kind of curious where kimmel will fall do you have any favorite hosts of the past uh yeah james franco <laughs> you're kidding right? yeah i'm kidding <laughs> okay just checking uh but before we get i mean like uh, the host thing is one thing but even before they even get into where they the dolby theater the kodak theater something like I, that i don't know They're all the same um a lot of lot of buzz this week around one of your favorite people in Hollywood, who you think is the hardest worker besides to win the Rock Johnson. That's Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest, my boy. Ryan Seacrest. Yep, um, just great a piece of shit. So apparently, Ryan Seacrest, um, for the second time in the last two years, is is uh, has allegations of sexual assault. Uh-huh. So much so about what's going on is that there's people like Jennifer Lawrence that are like outspokenly like, I will not talk to him on the red carpet because he's a fucking scumbag mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. cannot wait to watch the e i don't care about who's wearing what i want people just literally face wash ryan seacrest <laughs> as they walk by him and then talk to him what are your thoughts <laughs> uh that will make for some interesting extra drama Great and that drama. might actually make me watch the red carpet because usually i do not okay uh, so sure. Ryan Seacrest. Uh, I mean, if anyone who knows me knows, I have been a fan of his for a long time. American Idol, one of my favorite shows. Uh, I think he's a fantastic host and MC. Okay. Obviously these allegations are very troubling. Uh, and we'll have to see <laughs> what comes of it. But, uh, you sound like his lawyer right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Man up. What? What do you want me you to say? You don't think he did it? I don't know the facts. I'm not the police. I haven't seen the files. No. I don't. I haven't interviewed the witnesses. What do you want from me? All I know 
is that he does a great job when he does his job. It's like when we talked about Tom Cruise in whatever episode that was. Uh, sometimes you got to separate art from artists. Okay. And I think Ryan Seacrest is a fantastic host. Uh, and he's great. So they sit down. Everyone's clapping. There's like that opening bit. Everyone gets a few chuckles, a few gasps, a few, a few like, oh, my God, I can't believe you went there. And then we get into the actual show. Sure. So. We have a couple not really surprising odds right now in Vegas for our our winners. Yeah, the show big- usually starts with the supporting awards. Yep. So right now for um support for actress uh, supporting actor right now, uh, Sam Rockwell is the favorite for three billboards outside of Missouri, <laughs> which I called yeah um, day of when we did our original podcast, and you said, "quote <laughs> repeat what you have to do if I'm right." I, I, I have no recollection of the events here. You have to publicly apologize <laughs> on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. No, 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 Vivo, no, 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 That was um, never. What's that other that one? That was never part Grindr, of the plan. Uh, that was never part of the plan. Of, yeah. No. So he's favorite to I win. I said I would apologize yep. on the show. I never said I was posting anything. Okay. Well, that, he's going to win. And he, his the job he did was maybe fine, whatever, but that, that part is still, it's still the racist cop with the heart of gold. It's still a dumb role in a movie that I think is overrated. Follow up to that. William <coughs> Defoe, yep. uh, four to one odds for the Florida project, which we're going to do a separate episode on. You actually liked William Defoe. In the I'd Florida rather project. see him take it than, than Rockwell for sure. You know uh, who I want my odds on, Who's but that? it's a 12 to one on Richard Jenkins in the shape of water. I think he stole that show through he and was through good in that, and he sure. was fantastic. Um, other people, you get Christopher Plummer and all the money in the world. Then you have Woody Harrelson and three billboards outside Epping, Missouri. Yeah, the Plummer nomination was really just for the quick turnaround on that. Basically. That movie. Listen to that episode if you haven't. Supporting actress backstory. right now, uh, Allison Janney for I, Tonya is basically a shoe in for a one to three odds. Like It's basically yeah. given to her, which... Diver- I, deservedly so. I feel like she deserves. That was a mom, yeah, and I, Tonya. Thank you, Craig. Um, best director. You know where I stand on this yeah, one. Yeah, you want Christopher Nolan to, to win and then have sure like a, a USO air show go on over, uh, over top. <laughs> uh, Christopher Nolan is actually um, second for odds with a 9-2. to two. Uh, Guillermo del Toro, my boy, favorite to win with a 1-5 to five ooh, odds. Ooh, You're not you really me. excited about that. Head to head. Uh, uh, Jordan Peele, which we both love Get Out. Absolutely. 35-1 to one yeah, odds on that. shame. There was a couple things this week that I read that people, um, anonymous voters for the category, were basically like, I didn't watch Get Out because in my eyes, like that was not even a film worth. Yeah, so it's interesting. The the Academy after the Oscars, so white hashtag Oscars, so white controversy. I think that was two years ago, maybe at this point. The Academy has done a great deal in terms of diversifying its membership um, and changing some of the voting structure and a lot of those things to try to help. And it shows in the nominees. This best director category is a like stacked one of the best best directing categories uh, we've seen in in many years, and also it's one of the most diverse uh, directing categories we've ever seen. But when it comes to the actual votes for the actual winners and not the nominees, there are definitely still a whole lot of members of the Academy that are old white men. I mean, there's just no yep. there's no way around that. And we're going to follow this this year. with, If you remember the, the snafu of last year. When they announced? Remember? No, uh, it was. Which snafu, there were many snafus last year. Well, didn't PricewaterhouseCooper Electric House Boogaloo <laughs> 3, whatever the name of the place, they, they pulled the wrong card, right? For the Moonlight versus Moonlight La La versus yeah, La 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 yeah, yeah. so I think at. a lot yeah. of people are on there, if you don't remember, last year. They polled La La Land to win Best Picture. Right. But in reality, that was the wrong card, and Moonlight ended up winning. Right. And everyone was basically like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
And yeah. what they found it. Did you know this, Craig? He's looking at me like, what the fuck is going on? There's a two people from that Price Waterhouse Cooper that have like literally like handcuffed briefcases. Yep. They can't interact with anyone. Their job is to open the briefcase, hand the envelope to the presenter, and like that's it. The guy was like <laughs> like selfies on Snapchat with like like oh, yeah. with he, Jamie yeah. Foxx and like other people. And yeah. they were like, What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> You can't they, do that. They changed it this this year. I mean, obviously, they changed a lot of things security-wise and all that based on last year's issue. One of the new changes is there's going to be somebody in the control room who has the winners memorized so that if something gets announced improperly, they can tell the director like immediately and they can do it. Because last time they announced it, the people came up. Like the orchestra played the theme song. Like, and the people on the wings all of a sudden was like, oh crap, that was the wrong card. And then they have to talk to the stage manager. Talks like It took a while before anyone found eight, out that there was an minutes. issue. Versus now they're going to have someone who has the winners memorized in the control room ready to like stop the, the show. The, the worst part is like the whole cast is up on stage oh, and then bad. the whole Moonlight cast are like they're sharing a stage and you're like, it was bad. Oh, it was real bad. West Side Story. It was one of the most exciting things I've seen in, in Oscars. <laughs> it was so great. Calm down, Bill. It was so great. It's just movies. All right. <laughs> um, let's wrap this up. So um, Oscar for best picture, three billboards is... Um, Favored. The favored, followed by The Shape of Water, um, followed by Lady Bird, I believe. Yep. Um, I'm guessing my, my boy, he, D- Nolan and Dunkirk's probably. Uh, Dunkirk is 25 to 1 odds. Yeah. So not too good. So the, the interesting thing about Best Picture to know is that they do a like preferential voting and they use different... They go through the ballots multiple times. There's different um, rounds of voting. So like you vote for like your top five in order of top five or whatever out of the 10 or however many there are that year. And then they eliminate the bottom one and do it again, eliminate the bottom one, do it again. And so what ends up happening and what's happened the last couple of years is instead of uh, what some people would say the the best movie winning, it's the movie that everybody kind of likes. Because like everybody will put something at at like their second or third pick. Sure. And then that just keeps getting through every single round because everybody pretty much likes it, but nobody loves it. Yeah. And so the sense they've changed to that, they've changed to the expanded best picture categories after uh, the Dark Knight. Uh, they call it the Dark Knight rule in some instances because at previously it was a five nominee cap. Mm-hmm. And then the year of the Dark Knight coming out, which made literally billions of dollars and was one of the most critically acclaimed and popular movies of all time. It was not nominated for, yeah. cause it's like an action movie, quote unquote. Sure. And so everyone was like, well, that's not, that's not right. How could this movie that's so incredible that everybody loves not be nominated? So the following year they changed the rules and went back to a, like an old school back in the day of twenties, thirties or forties, 1940s rule where you can have anywhere between five and 10 depending. Oh, didn't know that. And that's when they re-expanded it because the other argument is that if a movie like The Dark Knight is so popular, if it's nominated for something, you'll get more viewers to the Oscars because somebody who just likes The Dark Knight is not a super cinephile. But they're going to watch their, to see if their, if their movie, movie wins. wins. Yeah. So they expanded the field and by expanding the field, they also changed the voting and you know, you can make arguments either way. I don't necessarily love it. I kind of liked the tight five cap. Sure. Um, but I get it. From a business perspective. So we have uh, for actor in a leading role, uh, Gary Oldman has odds to win for Darkest Hour. And then Timothy Chalet, close second for Call Me uh, By Your Name. And then best actress in a leading role, Frances McDormand um, for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, followed by Shorsha Ronan for Lady Bird. So it looks like, I mean, if you look at the whole field as a whole, it's like um, three billboards and um, Shape of Water are basically like 
have good chances of, yeah. of, of big sweeps. For sure. And then there's a couple other just small categories. I uh, don't need to go in depth on all of them, but uh, Coco's a lock for animated feature. I, mean, uh, this I watched is, it this week. Yeah. It was so great, good. right? Really good. Yeah. Uh, they call this uh, jokingly the Pixar Award because Pixar wins the animated feature of film. I mean, like, award you can't pretty much every year. You like, uh, like, the, I mean, the stories, the story of Coco is like every other Pixar story, like something horrible happens. Like it's about like growing up and getting old. Yeah. But like, even though it's kind of worn down and overdone, they just do it so goddamn well. Yeah. The execution is always just flawless over there. It was amazing. A uh, couple other ones. Uh, you got your like technical awards. So this is where I'm hoping that uh, Nolan and, and Dunkirk can win some stuff, whether it is sound uh, editing, sound mixing, film editing, any sure. of those things. I'm kind of hope pulling for that because uh, I'd like to see I'd like to see Nolan win some stuff. I mean, he he's won Academy Awards previously. Uh, I believe he did for a script uh, as well as uh, Inception won some technical awards. Yep, um, things like that. But. For cinematography, yeah. it looks like Roger Deakins, the like one of the oldest and best working cinematographers in Hollywood, is a, a shoe in for Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which is basically one of the most beautiful movies. That's gorgeous. Ever yeah, shot. Deakins. <laughs> Deakins. Uh, Deakins is uh, the always a bridesmaid's never a bride situation. He's been nominated for cinematography a zillion times, yeah. and never won, even though everybody generally accepts that he's the best cinematographer working today. It's like Scorsese. Um, so this will be. Uh, I do think Blade Runner deserves it, and on top of that, even if it didn't, I think he'd get it as the like lifetime achievement type uh, type payback award. Yeah. All right, Bill. So I'm excited to to watch tonight. We'll probably be texting back and forth, and oh, I'll be sure. waiting for that apology when Sam Rockwell wins Best Supporting Actor for three. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. That's we'll see. You never know. Uh, okay. Make sure to watch it uh, tonight. Uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter personally at Mr. Bill George. I'll be tweeting throughout the Ooh. event. Uh, I think I tweeted 78 times last year during the show. So uh, follow along. Thank you for listening to this very special bonus episode of Should I Go See It. Make sure to follow on Instagram at Should I Go See It. <laughs>